I you think couldn't, yeah. one my one regret was Not that I anything. didn't get him to sign my yeah. Yeezys. Yeah. Hi guys, hope you're enjoying the podcast. Just wanted to say if you can please hit that like and subscribe button. This will mean we can keep making quality content for you guys. But yeah, now back to the podcast. It's 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 a hard situation because, like, I still feel like I love going out. I like I love a session, but yeah. it's when you go in certain places, like me, him, and me, Brogan, and Tater will go into a place in Newcastle, and he'll always mention this Tater, and so will Brogan. They'll always say we haven't got anywhere to just go, like just like sit down and have a drink or something <laughs> like that. And you'll go in a place in Newcastle, and you'll walk in, and it'll just be like music's too loud. <laughs> too yeah, many yeah. too I'm many out. people <laughs> and then it's just yeah. like just young people just but I say young people I start fucking yawning at a good like 11 like I'm like <laughs> when I go I'm like man I've yeah, had enough yeah. unless I'm like that pissed back yeah, yeah, I usually yeah. never get that pissed anymore no yeah. well I mean I I literally have this conversation all the time as well like I can drink, but I'm never in the situation where I don't feel like I'm in control. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, especially because, exactly. like, working in my dad's shop, is, which is like a takeaway in Newcastle on a weekend, since I was, I don't know, 16, yeah. I've seen how people go on yeah. and, like, how yeah, they yeah, act yeah. and that, and it just does me nothing. Exactly. So, like, you Why know what I mean? You put yourself in that what, yeah, exactly. Wait, what takeaway does your... Uh, he owns a place called, well... It's called Berto's now, but it's called Townhouse. Everyone knows it as Townhouse. Right. And it used to be called the Euro Townhouse, and it's changed names over time. Um, he used to have a few different things in Newcastle as well, but that's always been the main shop, and that's the only one that we've got now. But it's literally opposite um, opposite the train station. Central. opposite Yeah, Central Station, opposite for your eyes only. Yeah, it's yeah. been there for longer than I've been yeah. here. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. That's pretty small. Well, shit, I walk past that, like, because I work... Right next to Central. Yeah, where so do you like work? PwC. It's basically like behind the station. Oh, like right. Yeah, yeah. The station, yeah. So we next to the walk. hotel. Yeah. So yeah. pretty much behind that road. Right. Yeah. Um. So whenever we go for like lunch or something, we always walk through that mm. path. Yeah. Well, it, it's known for um for being cheapest cheapest pizza in town. Well, usually he, he does like student deals and that. I don't know yeah. what he does. Like, no, because I haven't worked there for a little while now. Right. Um, but he usually does like a ten-inch pizza for two pound fifty, or like a, no, that's cool. A ten-inch pizza and a pint for four fifty. But oh, I don't know whether as well. yeah, where oh, we're the only place in Newcastle that has an alcohol license till one a.m. Nowhere right. else has got yeah. that license anymore, and we need to be really strict on it as well because obviously, like the police don't want anyone to have that sort of license. Yeah. So. Or the council. Did you say you worked there since 16? So is that when your dad opened it? Or has it been there? No, I've been... It's been there for as long as I've been alive. Right. Place. Wow. Um, but I've grown up with, like... But, like, the likes of my dad and, like, my brother and stuff all being, like, self-employed people and sh- constantly sick, working yeah. and that. Um, I, I didn't start working there at 16. I started working at 14. Mm. out of uh, the cafe which I'm on about because it's on a daytime it's like a cafe on the night time it turns into like a takeaway yeah um, but yeah different places so like I worked in the cafe when I was 14 started on like uh, Saturday and Sunday like 10 till 2 or something like that and then I ended up working in our bar that we had which was further up in Newcastle 
uh, for a little while. Um, and we also had a newsagent that was next door. So I sometimes worked in that and the bar. And then from there, I went back to the cafe. And then when we went into, when we were, I was going into sixth form or like year 11, my dad was like, oh, do you want to come and do a, a few more extra shifts? <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I'll come and do it. I'll no bother. Absolutely regretted <laughs> yeah, it. But obviously he was helping me dad out. But I was like, so when I was in sixth form, I was working Friday nights and Saturday nights for as yeah. long as I can remember. Main, yeah. nights, don't it? <laughs> exactly. You always, all you saw was self-employment, like working, making your own restaurant, like making your own car yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, well, I, because because I've been around those sorts of people, like my dad and stuff, and even even other people in my life, like some of my friends and that, um, I always, I've always seen myself heading towards doing something like that. Yeah. So, like, obviously, I've got all these other things going on, like wanting to fight and working at this new company that I'm at and stuff. But, like, the end goal is really to be able to be in a position where I'm working for myself, yeah, doing yeah. something that I really enjoy doing, um, which is really the focus to what things I'm doing at the minute mm. as well, to be honest. So, like, you said... Um you know, where you're working now. Yeah. So like, how did you, well, actually, where, where are you working now? Uh, it's called Focus Brands or Focus International. Um, it's basically owned by JD, well, JD. Um, and they own a lot of different brands. Mm. So like the way that the company works is a little bit weird, to be honest. It's, um, it's sort of split up into two companies, but it's all in one building. Right. So they actually own a less the brand. Oh, shit, sure, okay. But they have their own sort of, their own sort of team but we're all on the same floor you know what i mean jd owns them as well sort of yeah right the way that it works is a really mad like this this weird it'll be like hierarchy yeah yeah so like do you do you know what pentland brands is Mm -hmm. basically so focusing focus brands is sort of like a licensing company so we own the licenses for lots of different brands and we're allowed to design and make products for them for them yeah right, exactly right. so Aless is completely separate to us and they obviously do their own thing um but pentland is sort of like that so they own a lot of different brands so they own like lacoste and um, berghouse which is in sunderland um loads of other places like that but they technically they technically are under i mean above gd right and we are under all JD, right, yeah. Right, right. So you know oh, what I mean. So, so it's like so that's like the parent company of JD. Yeah, exactly. So like right. it's like some sort of cycle. So when yeah. when we get profit, yeah, they get JD gets profit, and then when JD thing. gets profit, it flows into yeah. Pentland sort of thing. So that's basically how it works. Um, but yeah. So how did you get into that? Like, because you know, after six form, what did yeah. you, what did you go into after six form? So. The goal in sixth form, I don't know whether or not you'll have, you'll remember, because as we were saying before, it's been a, a long time. Um, while I was in sixth form and throughout like uh, school and stuff, the goal was to be an architect. Or I'm going to be an architect. Mm. I want to be in design. I still want to do sports because I've always done sports and competed at quite a high level. But my career, I want to be an architect. Then obviously in sixth form fell off a little bit with grades and that and like I was still stuck in and stuff obviously but 
I just wasn't sure whether or not I was going to get the grades that I needed to be able to, to be an architect. Right. Yeah. Um, and obviously when we were choosing, making our choices for universities and stuff, wanted to be at Newcastle because they've got good architecture. Mm. Yeah. Um, but while I was at um, sixth form, I realized that I just love design in general because I was doing a product design course yeah. as well as doing business and stuff like that because yeah. Like I was saying before. End goal. Yeah, end goal. Um, so doing product design and I made I made my choices that Newcastle was obviously like the goal because I wanted to be an architect. Yeah. But then I was like, I enjoy product design, so I'll try and look for other courses. There's another course close, which was Teesside. So I went there and they give me an offer in the in the interview. Um and I also went to Northumbria which is Design for Industry, uh, the course that's there. Um, and it's really popular because the head of design at App Apple, Johnny Ive, he done that course in right. Northumbria. Right. So, like, obviously the goal was still, I want to be an architect, I want to be an architect because of the money, because of everything. Yeah. Just enjoyed yeah. everything about it. But then going into the interview at Northumbria, I was like, I actually think that this is fun. Like I enjoy it. Basically industrial design for people who don't know or like yourself to explain it. It's, it is basically just product design, but it's literally anything. Mm. So I, I ended up getting that course and the way that the course worked was you work on lots of different projects within different aspects of design. And then at the end of your course, you do like your final major project and it's basically like uh, you can you can work on a specific aspect of what you want to do right, yeah. in your career. Mm -hmm. um, so what did you choose in that project then? It remember. was something completely different <laughs> yeah. to what I'm doing now. But like, I, it, so when I was at sixth form, yeah, I thought I'm not going to get the grades to get into architecture. So I put Northumbria as my first decision because mm -hmm. I realized that's where I want to be. Mm. Ended up getting the grades to potentially be an architect, but I'd already made my mind up and put Northumbria yeah. as my first choice. Right. So I ended up going to Northumbria and then working through Northumbria uh, industrial design. I ended up doing all of these different projects, which made me realize what I wanted to like what I wanted to do further towards the end of mm -hmm. the course. Yeah, because obviously, first year uni, I'm there. You yeah. you'll know yourselves. You you obviously. You want to live that uni yeah, lifestyle. You're going out. You're getting your grades, but at the end of the day, you're just in university, yeah. aren't you? First year doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Oh, I just just need that forty percent. It's all yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. But uh, at that point, I didn't have a clue. I just knew I wanted to do design. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't until my second year till I fully properly was like, right, this is what I think I want to do mm. because I ended up doing a live project with uh, Lacoste. Right. So we worked with like fashion as well we did like a, a group project together we basically set up our own consultancies and there was three of us from my course and there was three people from the fashion course and it was basically uh, lacoste came in and we're like we want to design a new shoe and we're going to give each different consultancy um uh like a a place or a shop or like so like size or JD or right. you know what I mean? 
So each person had a different thing. So like mm-hmm. one group had footlocker, one group had size, and then my group gets JD. And I was like, fuck. I really wanted to have size because you can do whatever you want with a design because they've got they've got the money to be able to afford any material and stuff like that. You know what I mean? You can be a bit more broad with your design. Right. Whereas when you're working for someone like a JD, for example, you've got a lot of parameters. So Is like, that because they're like a bigger company? Not really, no. It's it's because right when I when you're designing a product, especially you've got to fit a brief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the customer for JD isn't really the customer for size or it's right, not the customer right. for foot locker or do you know what I mean? It's size That's more like right, customized yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. No, it's money for shoes and a size and foot locker, whereas mm, JD well, like clothes. Well, foot locker, a lot of people who shop there are into like basketball sort of brands sort right, of thing. Right, right, yeah, or yeah. or size is like more streetwear. Right. Which is what I'm really interested okay. in. So I was like, okay. oh, I really wanted to have size. Because that was probably one of the main places i was shopping at the time with the likes of end and stuff and also like you had yeezy coming up really big at the time so i was like fully into that fully invested in the end and obviously end wasn't an option at the time um but when when i was given jd i was a little bit disheartened like the whole team was as well Mm -hmm. to be honest but it was actually a good thing because it it made me progress as a designer so like i was saying before the way that it works is you've got more of a brief to follow when you're working with that sort of uh, place. Right, yeah. So like the customer, because you've got to worry about the, the cost of the shoe. Mm. Um, you've got to worry about the looks and the materials and also like how, um, if, if it looks right on the shelf in that store. So like, for example, for size, you could do like, I don't know, like this bright, elaborate, like really nice shoe. And, you might get quite a few people who like it, but that's mm. on the streetwear side of things. Whereas you might have someone who's maybe, he's, maybe he's, for example, he works at Nissan and he's not really that bothered about fashion, but he just likes, like, likes a Nike or he likes a, or like a certain brand yeah, of Air Max. Yeah. Yeah. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. And like JD shop that certain style and yeah, he'd always yeah. shop there because it's affordable and they stock the good brands that yeah, he likes. Yeah. And, so you've got those parameters to stick to and like they'll they'll have certain colours that they'll have as well. Mm. So like I couldn't just go out and just have like a really bright yellow shoe. It mm. would have to be like a navy or it would have to be like yeah, a white or like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you've got to stick to these certain things. So like doing that made us realise like actually it was a good, it was a good it thing was, that I was given yeah. that. And especially I've ended up working at JD. Yeah. yeah. Potentially so. So you think that like having those parameters made it like harder, but at the same time, it made you wiser. Yeah, come, yeah exactly that. Design. Um, it's like kind of like a structure, isn't it? You've yeah. got a structure to follow. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, this has to be met, this has to be yeah. met, as mm-hmm. opposed to size, it would have been a lot more you we, kind of deciding. Yeah, yeah it was broader. Which aspect, yeah. yeah. But like, that's not saying, that's not me saying that it's not hard to do it that way as well. Because you've got to obviously delve into a bit more research and have reasons yeah. why you want it to be that certain thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like sticking to a brief and knowing a customer, I would say that there's probably like some sort of talent of that. Like you need to learn who the customer is. You yeah. need to know who they are. 100%. Um, which obviously like we all fall victim of, unfortunately. Like Especially with Nike shoes, and stuff. Shoes is like yeah. such a major yeah. fashion fashionable object, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's it's everyone. gotten so big. Like obviously, the, it, obviously it was a massive industry, but now it's like, Ridiculous. it's huge. Yeah. yeah. 
like you think of like sneakerheads and stuff. Yeah. Like back in the day, like I've said, I can't tell you how many documentaries I've seen or articles I've read or whatever. But back in the day, it just used to be if you were in that group, you would like you'd be able to message someone and you'd be like, "All oh, right, I really like that shoe," or "I'm going to queue up for that." And then, or like you'll have people that would fly over to Japan just to go and see if there was any shoe that they hadn't seen before and things like that. Whereas nowadays, it's obviously a little bit shit for the people like that because they're really... It's a lot more easily accessible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, they've got actual a love for the shoe and you like to collect them or whatever. Mm. But now, like, your average person is like, oh, Yeezys or, oh, yeah. I want the Nike SB Dunk, which everyone's wearing at the minute. Yeah. But, like it's originally a skate shoe and like collectors have got these and it's like, it's really hard to get. And do you know what I mean? Mm. So like, yeah, it's sort of saturated the market. Don't get us wrong. It, it's class because it's brought things a bit more mainstream. Do you know what I mean? But it is a little bit saturated. It, you know, what's crazy. Like when we were young, like having all of these nice shoes, not everyone had them. Yeah. Like, there was only a select few that had like yeah. the best or yeah. the newest like collection of shoes. Mm-hmm. Now it's everyone. Everyone's got like yeah. the latest shoe newest brand like do you know what i mean it's it's a, it's not seen as like a big thing anymore yeah everyone's got them yeah i think uh mad. i think because of the way that the, the all the industries are going um it's it's more well it's definitely more prominent because everyone everyone wants to have the well i don't know what right now but every everyone was like oh you need to have Nikes or you need to have, you know what I mean? They yeah. like the place, the place brands and products on a pedestal. And then they're like, Oh, I need to wear, well, look at me. I've got, I've got cold books and hat on. I've got cold yeah. books and t-shirt. I've got Nike shoes. I've got Nike pants. Do you know what I mean? A fall victim of like brands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get so normal. I do like yeah. cold books and though. Like yeah. I love the designer stuff. It's like more like old school gym wear stuff. Mixing yeah. Yeah. Like... Yeah. See, that's one of at the minute, that's one of my favorite brands. One of the brands that I look up to as well because, like, I don't know, um, I don't know the the guys personally, but I know of Johnny because he's just from Sunderland. So like, it yeah. shows that he's from a similar area to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He can do stuff like that. Mm. I used to work at a place for my placement in uni because I couldn't find anywhere in my second year because the way that it would work was you do six months in uni six months out of uni placement and you do that in your second and your third year. Yeah, yeah. So when I realized what I wanted to do, I was like, right, I need to find a footwear placement. No one wanted to take on anyone from an industrial design background. Right. So I was like, right, what am I going to do? Cause it was getting closer and closer to the deadline. Um, and I ended up working for a signage company, basically doing graphic design, designing signs for like, uh, the works or like uh just like i remember doing this uh this this bloke had a fishing pond and he needed a sign for it so i made something like that or like they used to do vehicle wrapping so mm. the the owner of the company had um what did he have an rs5 and it was unreal and like every other day we'd have like maybe it's like um gtrs in and stuff getting wrapped and yeah. they used to do like designs for the side of the cars and that which was class but he was friends with some lads that I haven't heard of before, Johnny Wilson, who yeah. won, who's one of the people in Cole Buxton, and um, Henry Goodfellow, who owns Chained and Able, the jewellery brand. Right. They're good friends as well. So while I was working there, I ended up 
being around those sort of people and like just hearing the things that they were saying and that and just seeing the sort of work that they put in. Um, and obviously, like I said, being from like the, a similar sort of area yeah, yeah, of to where I'm from, I'd look up to them yeah, in that sort of, of way because you can see, yeah. you can see the sort of steps that they're doing to build a brand and that. Um, and that's why they're probably one of my favorite brands at the minute as well, as well as uh, Chained Enable. Do you like um, uh, represent? Yeah, they're like blown up now, isn't it? They're huge I now. I forgot the guy's name, but I follow him. Uh, um, the, uh, George. Yeah, yeah, George. George. Heaton or George Heaton. Yeah, it's two brothers. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's funny because I mean I don't understand the uh, the beef, so to say, but uh, so to speak, should I say? Um, but apparently them and Cold Books and have this massive rivalry. Really? Yeah. Oh, I, don't I know mean, representative being around a lot longer. Yeah, yeah. Um, they've been around since. I don't know. I can't even. I can't even remember. But like back when Rizzle Kicks were like massive. Right? Yeah, yeah. Rizzle Kicks mm. were wearing their t-shirts and stuff. Really? And they started from sixteen, I think. Yeah. Something like that. So they've been doing it for ages. Yeah. But like they've become this massive thing. People in America wear it all the time, and you know what I mean. It's become huge. Yeah. Like the last couple of years, they've like blew, I see it everywhere now. Yeah. They posted a picture the other day. Um, and Diddy was wearing it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I see. Which that. is yeah. mad. Oh, shit. But yeah, they've so got that, like this. That company's based in like. That's in Manchester. Yeah. Maybe yeah, represent where, like, northeast um, Sutherland, Manchester, not far yeah. off. I don't no, know. no, where it's the north on it. Yeah. I mean, well, uh, <laughs> I don't know if Manchester. Do you, uh, can be. Do, do you know what the beef is, or is it just? I don't know to be honest. I just remember saying something online, um, or just some comments mm. about them. Being, to be honest, I like I do look up to represent as well. Like that, that's another brand that's quite good. Um, but it just seems like they're a little bit not they're not backtracking a little bit. But it just seems like cold books and they're just in front of them mm. a little yeah, bit yeah, with yeah. certain it's things. Yeah. Just just there. Yeah, like yeah. for example, uh Cold Books and have just brought out uh like a documentary about the Black Friday Black Friday sale that they done yeah. last year, I think. Right. Um and they'd been speaking about it for ages. And they announced it and it came out and like I watched it the other day. And then literally just after they'd brought theirs out, Represent brought theirs out as right, well. Right, 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 right. And they have a few similar products um as well as that, but it is what it is, and it's 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 a it's a competitive market at the end of the day. For sure. It's such massive. A, it's really saturated. Is, it changes so quickly, yeah. isn't it? Like Companies have to adapt so quickly yeah. if yeah. they want to stay relevant. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. It is um, because, like the way that design works, right? Okay, which is something that I've been told before. But like when I started this new job, mm. the the person who was like uh, in charge of the footwear, he said the same thing to me. Um, he said basically, it's like the car industry. The way that it works is you'll have you'll have a I don't know, BMW, and the one car will will come out, say, I don't know, what car did you have again? You one had a BMW, series, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. So you've got a one series and it'll come out. Remember when it didn't have like the, when it had like the the back off mm-hmm. uh-huh. sort yeah, of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, when it was the coupe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have, so yeah. for example, it'll, it's like that. You've got, you've got your car, you your BMW one series and it's it slightly had had like a flattened back but then the next year when they bring it out 
most things are the same, mm-hmm. yeah. but they just tweak it slightly. Yeah, slight, yeah. yeah. So like every year, there's something that's slightly different. Different. Yeah. yeah. Unless there's like they they'll have a goal for where they want it to be. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But they slightly tweak things every year. Yeah. It's so like that's iPhone. sort of how it works. They can't yeah, exactly. make it like amazing because they've got to think about the year after and the year after. Exactly. You know, yeah. I've been waiting for the no notch thing, but they're not going to bring it out to like probably like twenty twenty. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Because if they bring it out, they'll be like, "What we're going to do next year?" Then, so the plan is smart, long game, isn't it? Yeah. Of like not doing it too much. I mean, you've got a lot of lead time and stuff as well within design any of any product. Because mm. you need to keep up with the trends and all yeah, that yeah, sort yeah. of thing. But I think that's where rep- the likes of Represent and Cold Books and like a few other brands and stuff as well. A sort of change in the way things are done because like usually you have your seasons to to go by yeah so you have like your, your yearly quarterlies as well so you've got mm-hmm. your q one two three four yeah. you've got your spring summer autumn winter but like with the likes of them like another brand as well this guy called marino morewood they don't really stick to the seasons right they're starting to a little bit more, more now you know right, what I mean? Right. Like Cold Books and I've just brought out a an autumn winter range, but like they'll do because they've got a massive following, they'll just design some things and they'll drop them. And they know that there's gonna be hype around them. You know what I mean? Fans, yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. So that's another thing that's that's really interesting as well. Like the how much following can actually Make a difference, yeah. Yeah. Do you think they're just a bit more lazy because they know there's say guaranteed sales compared to like cold boxing where they put a bit more effort in? Uh, no, not really. I think if you can do it, you can do it. You know what I mean? If you've got yeah. the following, it's not just that as well. It's like, it's, say for example, you you might be working on a main range, which is like you might be working on a autumn, winter, or a season. Yeah. And then you might have an idea, but it might not be might not be there for that season just yet. Right, right. Or it might be that you just want to get it out a bit quicker, do you know what mm. I mean? So I don't know. It depends on on the view of the brand or the person who owns the brand or whether or not the customers are ready for that sort of yeah. thing yet, do you know what I mean? So yeah. Depends. So you know how you know so much about design and stuff? I mean, have you ventured out into starting your own brand, etc., or have you got your own brand? That- <laughs> well, it's funny that you speak about that because at the minute – that's what the goal is um and i'm in the i'm, I'm in the starting processes of potentially start my own brand right. um obviously i'm working at focus brands at the minute as well so like the main reason for getting this role was because i want to learn like i'm i'm so hungry to learn about mm-hmm. the ins and outs of things like you can just go and just go out on a whim and just like oh i'm starting a brand i'm going to call it this i'll get one t-shirt or get a hoodie a cap or like other products and that's all right yeah that's fine doing that and you'll learn a lot but you'll make a lot of mistakes which is also fine but in getting this sort of role i just think that it will help me make less mistakes if you know what i mean yeah yeah, for sure yeah like i I want a little bit more experience i'm not bothered about failing or like not bothered about um the pressure of making a mistake mm-hmm. because it's part of the journey in it. Like yeah, for sure. you need to have those sort of things to be able to build yourself or like it, like you, you yeah, know what I'm saying? A, anything general. Yeah, exactly. Of, I, uh, I saw, um, I was looking at trap star London and, yeah. uh, I was checking their Facebook. Right. And for some reason I was just curious, right. I went to their first, 
profile picture mm-hmm. and you see the most basic t-shirt yeah i think i had like low amount of likes whatever it was so basic i mean literally you go to a shop and you print perhaps yeah. the writing was all different but then you see the progress of like that was a starting point. See, like, that's the that's the class thing. It's so good, isn't it? Yeah. I, for me, that when I saw that, I was like, "Yo, that's anything that you're starting. You can't. The first thing you do isn't going to be the best thing. You know, no, you just got to wait it out." Exactly. You don't like. I hate to say it, but Rome wasn't built in a day. Exactly. Mm. It's, true, it's true. Like you need to build on those blocks. It's the same with like like fighting as well. Like we were saying, like you can't, you can't. You can't start training and be like, right, I want a title. Yeah. I want to. I want to be a champion right now. Yeah. I want to. I want to fight on the yeah. world stage. Or do you know what I mean? It's a slow burning journey, and there's days where you're like, "Fuck's sake, I can't be asked to do this anymore." Or like, "Do I actually want to do this? Should yeah. I do something else?" It's. Mm. It it gets like that, but as I say, it's part of the journey, and it's you need that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is unreal. The the problem is that when when we're about to start things, we see like represent the end product we see mm-hmm. cold box and then yeah. we see traps all under the end product yeah we forget to like look at where they started from because we just see like mm-hmm. how popping they are and everyone's buying the product 90 pound t-shirts cold boxing in it yeah but maybe when they first started nobody was interested well and nobody you know what i'm saying the the guy who well cole yeah who is cold boxing i don't know where he's from i think he's from like somewhere around leeds or the yorkshire area yeah, yeah. he started the brand in 2015 okay so it's been oh. around for a while. Yeah, and he started out of his bedroom, whereas people probably only started to see it in the past maybe three years. Yeah, true. So, and I think that's probably like testament and Johnny as well because when I knew of him or mm. when I first started knowing of him, he was um he was a photographer. He was working with everyone. Like obviously he knew Henry, so he was working with Henry with Chained Enable, the jewelry brand. But like he was doing photography for all sorts of people, right? And like the brands that I was seeing around the time, right? He was working with those brands doing photography, and he knew all of the models, so he was well connected, right? So then I don't know, I don't know where the where the gaps bridged between the two, yeah, but yeah. Uh, right place, right time. Yeah, they became friends, and obviously Johnny took on another side of called Buxton and they right. became part of the brand and then it mm. because of him being part of the marketing yeah. of Cole Buxton and his network and stuff. Yeah. It just Everything blew up. Yeah. 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 But like I love I love stories or like I love seeing the start. That's yeah. why I'm saying you like too. like when you're saying about Trap Star. Yeah. I love that. Like you I love saying like the bottom, the very bottom and then to the top. That's why like like I don't know whether or not you've seen the McGregor film Notorious, the documentary. I, I need, haven't seen. I haven't it. seen it, but I need to see I it. Need, I need to watch Mate, that. Honestly, I need to watch that. That's why MMA has gotten so big. Yeah, it's gotten yeah, massive. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and like I was saying uh, before um, about the fact that you don't really get like a a crappy sort of person or someone who's a bit of a dickhead in MMA yeah. gyms. You wouldn't really. But now you're starting to get more people like that in. Not that that's a problem, but it obviously is. But like, that's where you start of you start like steer someone away from being that sort of person. Um, but it's because of the likes of people seeing McGregor, yeah, which is why he's at the top of 
well, I don't know whether he's at the top of the game now, but I mean, in terms of money made, yeah, exactly, yeah. 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 So it's it goes back to what exactly what you were saying. People seeing his rise, and they were like, "Oh, I'll get into this MMA, or like I like watching it, or I'm interested in Conor McGregor," and they and they see like other fighters and stuff, and it's grown so big. But because they've seen where Conor McGregor is, they're like, "That's it. Yeah. That's what I want to do. I want to have the yacht." I want to have the Lamborghinis. <laughs> Whereas that's not what MMA yeah. is yeah. at all. That's like the small percentage of people, mm. which it, it's, 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 you're able to do it, but it's going to be hard. Who, it's going to be a hard journey. In MMA is at his level in terms of wealth. No. No one else is. In terms it. of wealth, he's probably, he's probably, he's I mean, ahead, I think. <clears throat> definitely in the public eye, he's probably the biggest. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, it's again. It's it's starting to get very saturated with that as well because there's a lot of different people getting into it and um, people from different areas, different backgrounds, a lot of different gyms. Um, but yeah, that's what I was saying. Like people just people see that and they think that's what they want to be yeah. doing. I think though that he's that's just him. That's his. That's who he is, isn't it? Yeah. Whereas people look at it and I want to be like them, they pretend to be like him. Like Colby yeah, uh, Covington. Yeah. I love him, right? But when you see his, his personality change when he first started, he yeah. kind of, he realised like to get more pay-per-views, he, he needs to, to be on this yeah. persona, right? Like yeah. like Mayweather. He, he yeah. wants, he needs to be the person people want to get knocked yeah. out. Exactly. Yeah. And he uses that. Yeah. Mayweather took advantage of people hating on him. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He capitalised on that. But I think Colby that, Covington, he... He made that persona yeah, yeah. to sell himself. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's funny. He's funny. Yeah, um, I don't know whether or not you've heard of the Paradise Challenge or the Black Tape Project, but that's one of my mates. Yeah, basically, a uh, guy from Miami. Um, he created the Black Tape Project, which is basically putting like it was like electrical tape to start off with. Right. Um, cutting it up, putting it on models, and making like it looked like swimsuits or like mm. doing different designs on them. And then he created this uh, company called the Paradise Challenge, which is basically this massive networking event with like models, all the best photographers, influencers around the world. And he has them in lots of different locations. And he has the best one in Jamaica every year in September. My brother's, it's my brother's friend. That's how I know him. Right. But my brother sometimes works on the Paradise Challenge as like a personal trainer. Right. Doing things with like the models and the photographers and anyone who's actually mm-hmm. there. But a couple of years ago, just before well before COVID, he went to the Paradise Challenge and Colby was there. And oh, obviously my brother's my brother's a black belt, he trains MMA and stuff. Mm. That's ideal for him. Yeah. He'll eat that up every day because yeah. he'll want to pick his brain and also train yeah. with him, but then also like see even see if he can sort of test himself yeah. against him, you know what I mean? So like he turned up there and he like he sort of made friends with them because he was. He said he was. He was a class person. Like his personality is really good, and he was yeah, just yeah, saying like, "Oh, it's just a, it's just a front." Yeah. And like I've got to put yeah, it on for the camera and that. And but yeah, but you have to because if if people want to make the kind of money, like yeah. comparing themselves to McGregor, mm-hmm. McGregor made that because of that personality, that shit talk. Like, his, yeah, he was so interesting to watch. Just yeah. like his like fight conferences and everything. Yeah, compared to like normal other fighters, it's quite mm-hmm. boring and like. He was especially the mayor of the one that was, that was, Bro, he, that he's was literally like, a comedian. I mayor, feel like that was iconic. <laughs> yeah, 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 for the for sport, like for combat sport, 
for fashion <laughs> for all sorts of stuff like yeah. I, I remember watching it right i was in um i was in vegas at the time literally i seen all of the build-up and i was buzzing for it yeah and I, I went there and like they had all of the posters up mgm had all of the everything just yeah. everything was yeah. there they had a boxing ring in the middle of the mgm uh foyer and stuff and i was leaving the day before it was happening Oh, shit. So there was massive build-up, but like I remember saying, like well, I remember when um, when May when McGregor sat on the stool, he's got that I think it's a Gucci mink coat, like the fur yeah, coat, without yeah. his top on and the trousers, and he sat there, and then Mayweather's just throwing money at him. Oh yeah, yeah. but it just made it even better for yeah. <laughs> the whole thing was just class. Well, the, the funny thing is because I think he only started promoting his uh, the alcohol like wasn't. Yeah. Like soon after, oh, no, actually, it was before, but it was like ready for the fight. Yeah. And then he started promoting it like mm-hmm. for the fight, which is just, just, just calculated. So perfect. Everything done. is calculated. Yeah. Wait, actually, genius. Have you seen the stuff that's happening at the minute between him and his trainer, old trainer? Autumn, Autumn. Yeah, 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 soon a minute. It's, no, no, it's a happening? sticky situation. Like, because basically they were like, <clears throat> especially if you watch a documentary, you'll see, but they were obviously like, really close training partners mm-hmm. so I, w- I wouldn't say brothers but you know what I mean like yeah. right, that sort right. of thing um, and what happened was apparently McGregor was meant to be he had the idea of starting a drink brand yeah. didn't know what to do and I think he was meant to be teaming up with someone else to start a vodka brand maybe right. but Artem went to uni I don't know what he'd done at uni but he'd done some sort of a project for his final thing, basically about um, Irish whiskey. And McGregor was speaking to him about it, and Artem was like, listen, yeah, what you want to do is you want to do an Irish, whisk- Irish whiskey, because yeah. I've done all this research on all these different, um, different alcohol brands and products, and uh, I know all the distillers, all the best distillers. Right. And he was saying, like, this is what you want to do. And he had, like, a full... He made a full presentation about all of it because of university. So he was like, look at this and you, yeah, you should do yeah. this basically. And uh, apparently the way that it's worked is McGregor said, oh, I'll give you a million euros or whatever it is. And Artem said no. And I don't know whether or not they've had like some sort of spoken agreement where Artem has some sort of percentage from mm-hmm. every yeah. bottle or something like that. But that's not written down anywhere. So they've ended up having this argument. And I don't know the ins and outs of yeah. this sort of thing. I've, this is just like hearsay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's become a massive thing at the So minute. basically he's not getting shit all from it. Well, I don't know. Well, if he's not got it in writing, exactly. what's no he meant to do? It's, that's the thing with these kind of yeah. things. And it's like um, Facebook, how they suck about kick the other guy out. And then yeah, the yeah. couple, he... Yeah. Didn't, oh, what's Steve Wozniak. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't involved in the end. It's if it's not written. Well, you need a lawyer for everything, yeah. 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 Especially everything. in America. No well, friendships, no nothing like that. Yeah. Everything has to be written down. Yeah. It's a sticky situation, man. Oh, well. I mean McGregor <laughs> went to fight. He did that bus incident just for Artem. It's because Khabib uh, and his yeah, boys yeah. um cornered oh. Artem in it. Yeah. What do you think about that? That was a mad situation. That was absolutely crazy. It, see, like the, I just wish we could see another Khabib versus Connor. Oh yeah, because I, I'm, I'm gonna say it. 
and me, me mate when he watches this or if he does watch it he'll be like oh because we have this running joke that I say he's the bigger Conor McGregor fan mm-hmm. and he says I love Conor McGregor right but like I, I I respect him because of like being a martial artist and stuff but some of the stuff he does is just fucking stupid especially now but yeah um like <laughs> it'd be so good man the second yeah fight. it'd be a high just, fight but it was it was so good. Just the hype, just the build up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a proper hype fight, but Khabib's on another level. Yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. says no, no, no. Yeah, everyone says that Connor done the best against them though. Like yeah. as in defence wise. But like I just remember the time the build up was so good. It was yeah, sick. it was amazing. It was class. I mean it was definitely shit on quite a few of the other fighters because of the incident that happened with the bus and that. Oh the Dolly yeah. bus. Yeah. Yeah. But like the build up was like it was classic. Yeah, even like after the fight, or when it kicked off after the fight. That yeah. was so good. Like, come on, man. That's it's like one of those history, moments man. where exactly, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like like Tyson biting. Yeah. Yeah. That's like yeah. that sort of moment. Yeah. He put he put UFC on on the like global map. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. He brought so much hype into it. Like, Dana White was like that. stressing about the situation, but Dana, I'm pretty sure Dana knew what this meant. Listen, build up, you're gonna use all of this for build yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they know what they're doing. Oh, of course. Especially at that, like even listening to like I listen to quite a few podcasts, but I listen to like um the fighter and the kid and stuff and like a few other ones. Um but Brendan Sharp, who used to be a fighter in the yeah, UFC, yeah. he speaks about that all the time, like the fact that uh, like they'll know what's going on yeah, they've, yeah. they've got plans and if yeah. they don't have plans they'll make a plan Do you know what yeah. I mean it's sort of like reality TV yeah it's mad I mean, it's, pro- it's, it's a business at the end of the day yeah yeah, yeah exactly that's how they say it but I feel like McGregor's still trying to reel him in he's still like dissing him low key he's like oh you're fat and old yeah. you, you just gave up and stuff he's, he's trying to get inside his head mm-hmm. um I'm assuming McGregor probably knows he can make like 40, 50 million if a second fight happens. He can. Isn't he like banned for six months or something from the from the UFC now? McGregor. Yeah. Nah. So basically, uh, obviously at the last fight against Poirier when he broke his ankle, mm-hmm. um, he obviously needed to build that back up, yeah. do all of the physiotherapy, all that sort of stuff. But like, when you've got that sort of money and when yeah, is connected and stuff. Of course. He's going to be doing the most he can yeah. to be Jewson. able to get to the best yeah. peak fitness mm-hmm. that he can be at to fix his leg. Yeah. So, like, if you saw the knocks on his door, he's not passing any tests. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Because he'll be on everything. Yeah. And that's what everyone's saying at yeah, the minute yeah. as well. Of course, he's fucking massive. Yeah, he's yeah. huge. Yeah. <laughs> the, the size difference. Yeah. He got called out the other day by RDA. I don't know whether or not you're saying that. No, um, no, no, no. I saw Joe Rogan else. calling him out. Yeah. Joe Rogan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Did you not see that? No, no. <laughs> and then... McGregor McGregor oh, on, on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. McGregor, I didn't understand what McGregor said, though. His reply to Joe Rogan. I didn't understand what he said. He, well, but when he was saying, like, he, he hasn't competed in the UFC and stuff. Yeah, yeah so he, he hasn't, he hasn't yeah. fought or something. I mean, it's just one of McGregor's rants again, and I yeah. thought... Um, yeah, he called out... God, Dos Anjos called him out because he was meant to fight them a few years ago for the title. Yeah, and then he backed out on it. Yeah. Um, 
can't even remember what I was going to say. Bro, even if I had a broken leg, right? Opportunity to fight McGregor. You're still going to make so much money, so many followers. There's yeah, going to be so yeah, many yeah. eyes on you. Yeah? Exactly. You should have took that fight, innit? That's and, why everyone, everyone is trying to get the fight with him. Yeah. Where it doesn't even matter whether or not he, he doesn't have to fight. Yeah. He doesn't need to. Yeah. He can, he can speak to anyone he wants on Twitter the way that he wants because yeah. he knows that he's the biggest. The fans will be like, oh, might fight him yeah or he might fight him or do you know what i mean yeah it sparks interest anywhere it's the same with this that's the mad thing with he knows that he knows it's like he doesn't need that's exactly what it is it's the same with like logan paul and that yeah yeah i was watching a podcast the other day um he had a comedian called bobby lee on his podcast (laughs) yeah Yeah, i I love bobby lee did you watch it (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah, so like it's mad like how like you think of like KSI and, and like the likes of Logan Paul. I mean, Logan Paul was a little bit more forward about it, but Logan Paul went on to Bobby Lee's podcast mm-hmm. after he'd yeah. done that as well. And he was saying like, I know I could say maybe it's five things now, depending on what you say to me to get you like a viral, yeah, a viral sensation well, yeah. on your podcast or moment. And he's like, he's, he's all for the media. He knows how to play the media and stuff. And it's just mad to know yeah. that those sort of people or the people in that sort of, light have that sort of influence yeah. mm. i look at kanye and i know i, I was listening to the, the podcast <laughs> that he's done the other a few weeks ago like he's got so much influence on things you know what i mean like there's loads of people like that in the world oh yeah like conor mcgregor he's got so much influence it's Kanye's mad. on a mad run, bro. Oh, bro. Kanye took it too far man i'm I mean, just gonna he say did. it right there man. he did i'm not gonna lie and i'm a big kanye west fan as yeah well. me too yeah. bro. I, you know, he let me down uh, a bit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of them ones. It's it's a nightmare of a situation. He made Alex Jones look look like he's normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alex Jones is like Alex Jones is like fuck. Yeah. He felt uncomfortable, man. You yeah, can man. see it in his face when he said, "I love Nazis." Oh, <laughs> Alex man. Jones, he started panicking. He's like, "What the Bro. fuck?" We, yeah. I suppose you say like we don't condone something like that, and it like speaking. Yeah, yeah, that's what. I, yeah, I don't, I don't like no. that. You said something like that. And Alice Jones no. said something about the shooting was rigged. Oh yeah, and me, so yeah. to make someone like him feel like yeah. you must listen to the exact same podcast that I listen to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love like, I've, yeah, like those are the entertaining yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the comedy podcasts, like like King and the Sting and the Fighter and the Kid and that and like all that yeah, sort, yeah. Of, sort of stuff. They always say those like Brendan Schaub said that like he was saying like if if you've got someone like Alex Jones who's literally done that with the school shooting saying that about Kanye you're like you know yeah. it's bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kanye West is a trolling at this point I mean he's yeah, just he is. taking the piss out of everyone he it? is no why did because he, he was reinstated back on Twitter yeah. and then Elon Musk took it Took him off again because yeah, he shared that photo of the flipping Nazi sign, man. Like the oh, is that what he did? Yeah, he shared that photo. I don't know what the name of it I was. Don't know. I didn't see it. The the logo. Yeah, the logo. Oh, yeah, like swash sticker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. shared he shared that thingy, and Elon was like, "No, nah, we can't have this." But then again, <laughs> Elon has Twitter for the sake of freedom of speech, yeah. so it's a little bit hypocritical. Yeah. yeah, I mean, not that I'm condoning that at all, but. Well, I'm sure you reinstated a... everyone else. Like Trump's back on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't really use Twitter, to yeah, be honest. Oh, Twitter. I've just got on it. It's actually the most entertaining <laughs> social media. I'm not <laughs> even just kidding. Got... Yo, <laughs> it's like the most entertaining thing. I I've done it for the podcast, yeah. Yeah. And yo, every time I go on Twitter, it's so entertaining. There's always something happening. 
It's crazy. Mate, the most entertaining social media is TikTok. And I'm not going to oh, hear nah, anything man. from anyone else. TikTok's so bad though, like, I don't know. Tick, yeah, TikTok, I find TikTok annoying. Yeah, I, I, I find it annoying. Yeah. But this, the content on oh, there yeah. is just... There's yeah. no one beating the content on TikTok. Yeah. It's yeah. unreal. Like, my mate, uh, I don't know whether or not you've heard of him, he's called the Content PT, he's called Adolf Fitch. And he basically... Um, he had a thing called Ads Lad TV back in the day, which mm-hmm. was a little yeah. bit like SPTV. That was go like around. the freestyling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go around filming yeah. rappers, singers, all sorts right, of yeah, stuff. Yeah. And he was, he was quite fat at the time, like when he was younger. But then he got into fitness, um, and and he's, he slowly become like one of the best content creators for fitness and the fitness industry wow. in the UK. So he. Uh, <laughs> He's been he's been doing all sorts of different things. Like I mentioned, KSI and Logan Paul. He he literally worked on the last KSI fight and stuff. Well, um, yeah. like doing the social media in the background stuff. He was working with Josh Kelly the other day. Um, I've completely lost my train of thought there because I was speaking about him. <laughs> TikTok. What was it? Oh yeah, yeah. So I was I was saying to him, mate. You need to you need to catch on this TikTok trend because yeah. like when I was li- I've been listening to like the Brendan Shaw podcast and all that yeah and they were saying like oh we need to get on this because like you you go on there and there's certain things that are that are, that are massive like at the time when I started there was nothing about MMA or about martial arts yeah. at all yeah. so like you know that there's certain things that can just go viral once you hit those specific people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like, obviously there's a massive gym and fitness yeah. uh, social presence on TikTok. And I was like, there's so much stuff on there. Why aren't you doing stuff? And he yeah. started doing TikToks where he's asking people questions in gyms, like gym related stuff or like just messing about, but he's getting hundreds of thousands of views doing it. Wow, okay. Like loads of views. And now he's like, that's one of the packages that he gives people as well. Like if you want to do TikToks or Reels, because Instagram's pushing a lot of Reels, mm. he does them as well. Right. So like the the content that has been made on the likes of TikTok or for TikTok is just huge. The, the, you, can, you can get so many different people. Like back in the day, like, like think about how I was talking about at the start there about like a um, specific customer. Yeah for a brand specifically for someone like me who might want to start my own brand how do i reach the people that i want to reach mm-hmm. if i want to start a brand now 100 percent what i'm going to end up doing is posting so something TikTok on tiktok post. or, yeah. or, or yeah, yeah. instagram instagram's my go-to but like i mean i've stopped myself from going on tiktok because it's just too much yeah yeah it's too much stuff that's what i felt like um that's what I hope to focus in on the brand that I build up as well because I'm realizing that it's it's all too much. You know what I mean? Social media, if although that I love using, it, but using it on a personal level is too much. But for yeah. business purposes, yeah, it's, it's essential. You have if to. You it is. Like, yeah, yeah, of course. Especially now, yeah. you need it. So just post and ghost. Mm-hmm. That's my. Like, yeah. If you're using it for business purposes, your content needs to be out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of, like, to be honest, mm-hmm. you should take advantage of all of them yeah of course because it's free at the end of the day yeah exactly you're going to be able to reach those people that you need to no matter what yeah like like for example like my the the brand that I want to do I'll not say the name yet because I haven't fully Mm -hmm. committed to one name but um I've realised that although I want it to be like a streetwear brand and I want it to be 
in specific places. Like I would like it to be stocked in somewhere like end or size yeah, or something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? I need it to be something that's deep rooted in mindfulness because the sort of person that I am, the sort of person my dad is, the sort of person my brother is, people from the outside see it. I'm all over. And when you watch this podcast, I'm speaking about so many different things all the time and my head's always thinking about different things. Mm. Because I'm constantly rushing about doing stuff, I'm not giving myself the time I actually need to like, just give yourself a breather. Yeah. 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 Give yourself a breather. Um, Because like I've got, I've got, I'm I'm training to try and fight again as soon as possible because I've had a long time off. So I want to give me all in that. I've got this new job yeah, working yeah, yeah. as a footwear and apparel designer. I want to give me all of that because you don't. Want, I don't want to be look shit or like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. And I want to like. I actually want to create good products. I'm helping my mate out, a couple of mates with some design stuff. Um, I'm coming up on the weekend, like most weekends, to help out at our gym and stuff. So it's like I'm doing a lot of stuff, and it just needs to. I need to have a little breather, do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Course, um, man, you, <laughs> you've said about four or five things. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. But I, it's just because, I, one, I don't want to let people down, do you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. also, like, I, I wouldn't want to have my life any other way because I always say, like, my girlfriend will laugh, but I always say that I feel like I'm a shark. If I slow down, I'll die. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I just need to constantly... It's, it's the mentality, in it? Yeah. 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 That's exactly what it is. Especially once you're like used to a certain kind of lifestyle. Yeah. You can't go back. No. Because right? yeah. your brain's so used to you always being active mm-hmm. and yeah. doing like always, your brain's always like doing something. Yeah. So if you just, if you're still, like <laughs> you go, you go crazy because yeah. you're not used to it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, especially I've, like. No, go, go on. No, I was, I was just going to say like, if someone that trains a lot, when, when yeah. they take like days off. Yeah. Like it's. It's a bit dead in it, like because mm-hmm. you, yeah, your brain's like, yeah, yeah. like you you're raring to do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I literally last night I was at um, I was at a chiropractor physiotherapist. It's she's called the body the body repair. She called the body repair coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't seen her in a while, but like I was telling her all these things that I, I've got this going on because obviously she'll she'll be like, oh, so what are you in for today, or like what. What's wrong? Yeah. What injury have you got this time? <laughs> um, and I'm literally saying, oh, I've got this new job and I have, that's why I've not been in a while and I've got this injury and that injury and I can't sleep and I've, that sort of thing. Yeah. It's just like, take a second and <laughs> yeah. just listen to us. You need to also think about your mindfulness and like taking a breather and yeah, you want to be doing all these things at 100 mile an hour, but you just need to, need to rest a little bit in some sort of aspect and uh i think that just completely reiterated my thoughts at the minute and that's exactly what i need to be trying to do Mm -hmm. like although i want to be doing all these things and i will do them i just need to give myself a bit of time and i think that's what everyone needs to do at the minute especially because there's so much with social media and stuff there's so much information coming to you constantly like when i go to work right i'm 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 on my computer screen designing. I'm listening to a podcast or listening to music. I'm on my iPad sketching or, you know, like just researching stuff and it's just constant, constant, yeah, constant. Yeah. 
and you'll find the same thing. Like yeah. even in your like your personal life, not just work, it's just constant stuff all at once. Yeah. And it's just you need to realise that yeah. you just need to take a breather, yeah. you know what I mean? So you you need to like have a, a type of structure. Yeah. It's, it's very hard to do, but it's it just makes sense if you do. Yeah, definitely. Because if you can allocate time, especially if you're doing like four or five things at once mm-hmm. and then you want to progress in everything, you have to like, I don't know, like allocate some form yeah, of time yeah. for each. Yeah, yeah. You need time management. You're just doing everything. Like yeah. You're trying to do everything, but it's like, it's, it's, it's like work smart, not hard in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's uh that's exactly what it is. Like, I've I've got some sort of structure there, but it's just figuring out a few different things. And the other thing as well, like when I was saying, like helping people out in that, I'll be doing these these things, and then all of a sudden, someone will be like, "Oh, I've got this one thing. Could you help us out?" Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> "Of course," because like, I don't want to let someone down. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. I want to I want to mm-hmm. help them out as much as I can. But then at the same time, I also need to think like taking Comes another bit of your, of your yeah. Exactly. All this. Yeah. Um, you said something about the. Is it your brother that have a, a gym? You and your brother. Yeah, yeah. Talk so, about that. Well, it's it's his gym. So he's got a, a business partner, and they've they've had a a martial arts show for a long time called Made for the Cage, and uh, a couple of years ago, back in the back in the day, it was quite like one of the UK's biggest shows, mm. other than Cage Warriors. It was like one of the biggest, and they also used to manage fighters as well. And the fighters that they managed, they would get them the best fights. They yeah. would get them as many the as many as the best fights as possible, even if that meant that they had to pay for someone from another country to come over. And really, back then, that was pretty unheard of. Yeah. Because there's not a lot of money in yeah. martial arts or MMA sort of thing. Um but yeah, we've been uh we've been working on quite a few things recently. Um Obviously, COVID hit. That was a nightmare. Like I'd, I'd, I, uh, I'd, after graduating in 2018, I was like, right, I'm going to have a year of training because mm-hmm. I want to fight and compete as much as possible. Yeah. So I ended up having fights and stuff, and I ended up competing for England in the MMA squad, which was basically at a, at a competition called the IMAFs, which is like uh, the Olympics of MMA, sort of. Yeah. Um. I competed in the European Championships and then later on in the year I competed in the World Championships and then I was like now I need to now I need to focus on getting some experience in my job so I ended up getting a job at a children's footwear place designing uh, start right shoes and I was like that was meant to be an internship for six months I was like right I'll do this internship and then after I'm finished I'll have as many fights as I can in that year Mm -hmm. And then COVID hits. Oh, shit. So then we have this couple of weeks periods that we were meant to have off mm-hmm. for COVID, which turns into two years. Yeah. <laughs> and our gym is absolutely dying on its arse as well as everyone else's gym. Yeah. But because of the sort of gym that we are, we need to be really strict. Like you've seen a lot of gyms around around the country and the Northeast that people were going to during COVID training. Mm-hmm. And they were getting those ten grand fines because yeah, they were opening yeah. that, and we needed to be as strict as we could, because we got funding and we were one of the only only gyms in the the UK that had any sort of funding from Sports England, 
other than like football or boxing gyms and stuff like that. Right. The, like the massively yeah, pushed yeah. sports, especially MMA. MMA is like, nah, they want to be a part of that because it's a little bit too brutal for the, right. do you know what I mean? Right. Um, so my brother was working on getting this funding for so long. Um, and it's because we're, we're starting to do this documentary. Um, I don't know where it's going to go. Like some might go on Amazon prime or might go on Netflix or something like that. But it's basically about like, uh, how, how being in a, being from a background, like somewhere like Sunderland or like the Northeast or like, you know, those low income areas, yeah. there's not that many opportunities. Yeah. Like, and it, it, it's funny because we were doing filming the other week and he was saying like, I was the test dummy sort of because my brother basically grew up in a like Southwick in Sunderland and was around a lot of different pieces of crime different types of crime and Mm -hmm. stuff and he's grown up with that sort of background and he he's not in that anymore at all but like it got to a point where I realized like this isn't what life should be yeah and um He's got friends. He literally sent a message to our gym group chat saying, "Like, uh, he was like, I've got a, I've got a friend, another friend, this week who's literally just went down fifteen years in prison, literally just this week." And he was like, "That's not the sort of person I want to be, and this is, it's not the sort of person I want any of you to be." Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm. So we've had this gym for a while, and we had like quite a few quite a lot of older people in the gym. I was probably one of the youngest people in the gym at the time. Um, and they were all like, how do we get younger people in the gym? And because of COVID, a lot of those older people have like sort of dwindled off a little bit because they haven't got the time or they need to make the money up and stuff. Now we've got loads of young people right, in the gym right. because the end goal is for this documentary, especially, and just for our community to be able to say like, where not only are we teaching someone how to defend themselves or how to act the right way in discipline. Mm. We're, we're keeping them off the streets. Yeah. Yeah. We're not giving them the sort of life that my brother's talking about or like his friends yeah. have had where they've had to, they've had to maybe flee or they've, they've ended up in prison mm-hmm. because at the end of the day in those low income areas, there's nothing. Exactly. There's literally nothing. So something like this where it, it gets them out of, all of that yeah. and then gives them some sort of discipline to like mm-hmm. a way of life really in it yeah um, exactly like we're we're down as we're, we're called made for the cage fighting academy but we're actually also down as uh positive steps mm-hmm. um and we've got like social media and stuff as well we're, we're going to be starting to push that in the next couple of weeks but basically uh we're down as a community interest center which is where if there's someone from the area or the community that is heading down the wrong path. They can come to our gym and they can learn martial arts and basically be not told what to do, but they can be guided on the right journey and what steps to take. Um, So much so that we've got, I don't know how many people we've got on the, on the mats at the moment. We've got about 20, 20, 25 people on the mats, all young, all hungry, wanting to learn MMA. Like it's funny because, uh, a couple of weeks ago, one of the lads that started training at the gym, who would have potentially, if he wasn't at the gym, he would be just out like with people just doing daft shit. Like yeah. he might go and might go and break into someone's house and pinch something, or do you know what I mean? Or, or dealing drugs mm-hmm. or out like that. Mm-hmm. But he sent us a message and he was like, 
oh, I overheard you speaking about your new job and stuff. How would I get into doing something like that? And I just didn't think that I would be the connection yeah, to yeah. something like that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So it's not just to go and learn martial arts. It's to actually... It's like, like a domino effect, isn't it? Like yeah, it, exactly. It isn't just, like you were saying, isn't just learning martial arts. Once mm-hmm. you get into doing something, your mind, like, steers away from yeah. everything you used to be doing. Yeah. Now new ideas come into play. Exactly, like you yeah. start finding a job, but, like, mm-hmm. just... It's just more productive thoughts come into your head as yeah. because of this one thing, which is yeah. MMA or training or whatever it is mm-hmm. that you, you start doing, which is, yeah. is, is beautiful how that works. In a yeah, it is. It is. It makes things a lot clearer for people as well. Like it, it's sort of, you take a step back from the things that you're doing and you're like, yeah. why was I doing that? Yeah. yeah. Sort of thing. Exactly. And like I was saying, like he's made me as the, the experiment so to mm-hmm. speak because he obviously grew up doing all those sorts of things and he was like obviously my parents wanted us to go to university and that but he obviously was like i'm wanting him to push in that sort of direction mm-hmm. as well because he didn't go to university he didn't he might he had an education but it won't have been like as good as what i'm yeah. so he was saying like pushing us to do that sort of thing to to be in the gym training be disciplined to getting a job and going to university and stuff like that. And also like, like we were saying about MMA, you, not everyone's a McGregor. You're not going to have a lot of money. Of course. Fighters don't yeah. get paid that well, especially at the grassroots or the, the lower tier pros. Um, But like, you can still have that as a hobby or you can actually compete and stuff, but you need to have something to fall back on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need to have, like we were saying, you need a structure, you need to have a foundation so that if anything does happen, say, for example, the other week I was at a competition. One of the lads from our gym was competing. Um, it was on, I don't know whether you know, um, Cal Pacino, Cal Eleanor. He's fought on Bellator and stuff before, oh, sure, but he's yeah. got his own show. And he it's called Northern Submission Series. And one of our lads was fighting on there. But there was a lad from another gym fighting. And he, 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 got, his, he got his legs snapped basically it was a grappling competition right. it's rare that it happens but when mm-hmm. it happens it's obviously yeah it can be bad but like if anything like that does happen you're fucked yeah yeah but you need to have something to yeah. fall back on like at the end of the day that's his hobby mm-hmm. and unfortunately yeah i think he was meant to be setting up a a personal training uh job right for, out of his own um off his own back on the monday after having oh, that no. fight, so he's not being That's able not... to um, to obviously start the job. I think they've set up a GoFundMe as well, but that's the sort of thing. Like if anything does happen where you where you're injured and maybe you can't compete anymore, but you can still train. Mm-hmm. You still got something to fall back yeah, on that but... isn't Nissan, yeah. that isn't like working in a takeaway yeah. or do you know what I mean? So yeah. Looking forward to that. It is very injury prone. Like the more active you are, it is something. I mean, obviously, you could try your best to avoid injuries, which yeah. you should be anyway. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Do you know what I mean you can't? Like, injuries yeah. are bound to happen, especially if you're doing something consistently over yeah. a longer period of time. You're gonna get anything. Anything yeah. physical. Yeah. Going to the gym, and you always want to push that a little bit more yeah. as well. Like today, obviously, last night I went to see that last and. Um, I've got a hip injury 
and a few other ones, but that was the main focus. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was in wrestling before I came here, and I was like, I don't think I'll do some rounds today, like grappling at the end. Mm-hmm. I'll just drill. And then you drill. And then it gets to the rounds, and you're like, yeah, I'll do one <laughs> round. And and then I'll, I'm like, right, I'm fucked. My knee, my hip, and my knees done in. I'll have, I'll sit out, and then you go to sit out, and then there's one spare person. You're like, right, I'll jump back in. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? It's like it's hard to say no. Yeah, but exactly, especially when you're all like in the environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when you're into this. It's hard, like you were saying. It's it's hard to say no yeah. and to actually sit out. Yeah, <laughs> which is it's a crazy thought in it, really. Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah, it's exactly what it is. Especially when it's something that you really love and passionate about. Yeah. And you just like don't want to yeah. have any time. You fucking you want to do once. so much, but sometimes your body's just like Meh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need to rest. And the sort of person that my brother is as well. Fight camps. Oh, fuck me, absolutely. I I love a fight camp and I love fighting, mm-hmm. but they're absolutely the pits. Like you you go to a, you go to the, some of the worst places that you can go in your head. Because it's like, like I was saying, you, some days you wake up and you're like, nah. Yeah. I can't be asked. Because it's like, you're dehydrated, your food calories yeah, are so low. Exactly. And you, you're training so much, you're putting your body in constant pressure. Yeah. Like, as Sharwin was saying it as well in the yeah. in the last podcast that he's done. And I was just thinking, it's absolutely a nightmare. But the, like I was saying, the sort of person my brother is, he does like motivational speaking and stuff as well. And he's like, no, get up. You have to get up. If you're yeah. not there, then what's the point and all that sort of yeah. thing. And I'm building it because since I fought in like, he's had this planned out. He's really meticulous with it because he's had a planned out for years, the way right. that it's meant to happen. So when, while I was training with like Ace MMA and Shawan and stuff like that, that was when I was training for the European Championships right. and then also the World Championships. So he had that planned out. So like there'll, there'll be days in the fight camp where I'm like, my body's aching today or like I can't lift my arms or my elbows. Yeah, killing, yeah. You know what I mean? And he's like, we've got a plan. We've set out this plan at the start of the year and we need to get through it. So we'll get up, we'll yeah. train. It's raining, it's cold. We'll run up the steps, we'll... We'll drill in the gym, do you know what I mean? Just constant, 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 which is, is class. It's really good because obviously get you up to bed, it gets you doing the yeah. things that you need to do. Especially mentally. <clears throat> but then build so much mental strength. Yeah, exactly. Just but then your body that. is still tired. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your body's yeah. fucked. Your body's yeah. fucked either way. But then yeah. mentally what you're building is mm-hmm. like, because then once like you go through some something shit in your life, yeah, you've got something to look back on. You can oh be like, yeah, if I can, if I can go through that, <sighs> this is nothing. Yeah. This, is, this is nothing. Exactly. That's what I always think with anything. Yeah. Like whenever something bad happens, it can always be worse. Yeah, you always it can. You always compare it to the worst thing that you face. Yeah. Like hundred percent. This is like, you know, everyone says, "Oh, I'm going through something," but they always compare themselves to someone else and they say, "Like, what I've went through is worse than whatever you've went through." Like you, you can have yeah. that compact like competitive mindset but then it do, that doesn't make sense because the worst thing you've been through is the worst thing that you've been through and that's, yeah. diff- that's subjective depending on yeah of everyone. course yeah so like you have to put yourself <clears throat> through like difficult shit in your mm-hmm. life in order to like to progress yeah in order yeah. to progress and 
mentally get stronger because mm-hmm. otherwise you're just going to be fucking weak like yeah there's a, there's no other way around it really no, there's like, not to get through life really you pressure have to pressure builds diamonds in it yeah, exactly yeah it is it's i mean, it's i wouldn't have it any other way to be honest yeah. you need to you need to do those sort of things it's like, like uh, you said that you'd done the JD project and now you're working with JD. Yeah. So at the time, whatever you, whatever L or whatever problem that you might, you might think, it, it could be just leading towards what you should yeah. be getting There's in the future. There's a bigger picture. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's 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 testament to that sort of thing. Um, you should believe in the process and knowing. Yeah, yeah, end, exactly. It. Yeah, it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. There has to be a level of blind belief. Yeah. Like, to know, oh, in the end, yeah. Even though you're feeling shit now, yeah, it's gonna be worth something in the end. Yeah, well, it's like the law of attraction on it. Yeah. yeah, like people can say what they want about it, but it does, it does work. Hundred percent. Like you need to be telling yourself, oh, I'm gonna win this fight, or yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this job, or I'm gonna be here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you don't have that mindset, who's gonna have it for you? Yeah, definitely. With everything that you, you do, have to see it before it actually happens. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I think McGregor talks about that. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? He's he's very massive on that. Actually, some of the things that I've seen him see, anyway. He was saying how we like he visualized like the belts. He visualized yeah. like a Rolls Royce when he was driving like a <laughs> shitty car. Yeah. And uh, look where he is now. It's mad. That's that's the goal. I mean, I don't know how. I don't know how I'm going to do it. Mm. I don't know how we're all going to do it, but we need to at some point. It'll come, whatever it is. It's just taking some time. That's all. Yeah, but yeah, it it's is. On its way. If, yeah, if you've got that mindset and then you're willing to like consistently just do something. Mm-hmm. And then I hate it when people are like, I want to be rich. And then you ask them, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, the only thing I'm doing is working. Like, yeah, so, you gotta have. Yeah, like so. How are you? How are you gonna get? Do what, you know what I mean? like, yeah, what goals do you have? Or like, it has to be something in mm-hmm. place for you. To, you're not just gonna be rich just by working mm-hmm. like a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, no matter how you can work up the ranks. Right? Yeah, but you're not gonna be rich. Nah, you're gonna you're gonna live comfortably. Yeah, you can live yeah. comfortably. Yeah, yeah. But, but you're not gonna be like. You're not gonna be rich. I mean, I'm I'm not putting you down, but I don't think. Any of us in this room are going to be like Elon Musk. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's all right. This will be the last podcast I do. Here, so. <laughs> no, like that is well, that's my that dream. Is out rich. The fucking window, isn't it? <laughs> that is rich. Yeah, I'm, I don't want to be there. Billionaires, but, is that, bro. That's not even rich. That's fucking something else. Yeah, yeah. Like the difference between a billionaire and a billionaire. Yeah. Don't get us wrong. If I end up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take it. Fair enough, but yeah, I mean, law of attraction though. If I don't say it, then yeah, maybe so. <laughs> maybe it won't happen. You got to aim for the billion, so you might fall down and get the million. Yeah, it? see, you've got to you've got to take yeah. these knocks in life, haven't you? You've uh, exactly. You see, you've got to take the L's. I feel. Like, I remember like seeing McGregor talking about he's a billionaire before proper twelve and stuff, right? He would just say it. Oh I'm yeah, a billion yeah. dollar man. I'm a billion dollar man. Mayweather as well. Yeah. I mean, they're yeah, like Mayweather. They're like uh, manifesting it. Yeah, like, Mayweather would be like a proper billionaire if he didn't gamble away so much money. But the thing is, though, no one actually knows. That's at true. the end of the day. That's true. Like, yeah. 
whenever you could Google someone and it could be like, oh, oh yeah. three mil. They could have yeah, so much 30 times that. Or, yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? Which is my, well, look, look at Kanye. Yeah. He was a billionaire, but obviously lost <laughs> assets and all that sort of dicey behaviour. <laughs> mate, it's fucked how he has to give 200k a month. Oh, bro. I don't understand. No, is it 200k? I thought it was more. Yeah, I'm sure it's like 200k Child a month. Support. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But like, Kim's, got four kids, she's a billionaire. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Don't make. Oh sense. no, I'm thinking of Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre had to do something like that as well. Did he? When he split with his wife, he had to give something like a million dollars or something. I don't know something. But something do you know? Like think about how much he makes per month, man. Just of Spotify, like yeah. they're making like five million a month doing nothing. Yeah. But I think, mate, even Spotify for Kanye's songs, like, um, I think for some of them they took out his image. From some of the songs, because I was looking at some of his old songs, and his like image isn't on there anymore. Mm, that's interesting. So like a lot, obviously a lot of companies have. Yeah. Do you know what I mean like? That's where he'll still be making. Mad, oh yeah, you... hell of money per month from yeah. his own. All he has to do is his music. Get a new is... album out. Yeah, like, <laughs> he needs to get a new. That's his what he needs to do. Lo and behold, he brought out the tune. Well, <laughs> it's been leaked yesterday. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> have you heard it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I haven't heard it. Something about free, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the sample's hard, like, but. Yeah. Instagram took it away though. Yeah. They deleted us. How did he not delete it himself? I don't know. Sure. I thought Instagram. Nah, I reckon he deleted it. Oh, because it was leaked. No, but yeah. that's all he has to do. Just yeah. music, yeah. yeah. He's got a massive music mm. fan base. No matter what people say, his music's still fucking sick. Yo, he's yeah. like the fifth uh, most streamed artist 2022. That's mad. That's not that crazy with all the stuff that he's did and said. To be fair, he's... I'm surprised he's that low. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You that's... know what I mean? With all the stuff that, like, any publicity is good publicity, yeah. isn't it? 100%. But, I mean, obviously what he's done is fucking awful. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, <clears throat> we're talking about him at the lower end of yeah. whatever. Every every podcast was talk, like, going on about Yeah. Him. I saw Flagrant. All he talks about is Kanye West. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, this is where the money is, isn't it? Let's just fucking talk about Kanye West <laughs> the next fucking yeah. three years. <laughs> we get the clicks and views off from here. That's what it is. Every yeah. time I go on his podcast, Kanye West's pictures. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh. I mean, come on, man. There's only a few times you can talk about yeah. him, But But the thing is, though, he has so much influence. Mm. Like we were saying before, like one of the one of the main designers that I follow is called Salehi Bembry, right? And he's been doing the, uh, he's been doing loads of collaborations. And he's like, he's got a brand, what I want to have, sort of. Mm. Like not exactly, obviously, like his, but... He used to be the designer for Yeezy, the footwear designer. Wow. So, like, he has so much influence in all different aspects, especially within, like, designing products and that. Yeah. But he used to be one of the footwear designers for Yeezy. Um, I was listening to a podcast the other day at End, End Clothing of starting mm-hmm. to do these talks where they invite designers or, like, influential people yeah. to end and they speak about these products that they're bringing out or something yeah, like that yeah. i was listening to this random one i don't even know who she was some designer and she'd done this collaboration with timberland and she was like oh uh yeah and i used to work for yeezy and that was a massive influence i was like what how many people are working at yeezy <laughs> yeah, these yeah. days they're giving out all these jobs but like every single one of them say without having kanye there like I wouldn't have the same mindset that I do now and I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in now because of the mindset that he has and like the sort of creative person he is. Yeah. It's, it's just crazy. 
And like, I can't imagine what it's like to, to be in a room with that sort of person. Even even yeah. on a work level, Skims, anyway. I swear, Kanye had. Oh yeah, and presented yeah, the idea yeah. or something. Yeah, which is, and That's I'm sure mad. Kim has um, like a percentage of Yeezy as well. Probably, more than likely. I mean, doesn't matter. She's got his. She's the mother of his kids at the end uh, of the day. Yeah. Um, actually, I didn't meet him, but I was in his presence <laughs> when I was in uni. Uh, we went on a, like a uh, industrial design. We were like, oh, we're going to New York because that's what we do every year. Mm-hmm. Or they go to Amsterdam, something like that, yeah. um, for a week. And everyone on the course went. And we went over there, and it was on. Fa- it was during Fashion Week, so it was class. Obviously, I was into fashion a little bit more, mm-hmm. and like some of my mates were into Yeezy and stuff. And at the time, like a couple of months before, he just brought out a specific colorway and version of a Yeezy. And me and my mates went and got them. And then ended up in New York, walking around Soho and that. Obviously done some of the touristy stuff, but wanted to see like some of like Supreme stuff like that. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like the influential streetwear skate brands and that. And we walked past this place. I think, I thought it was a hotel at the time, but it was like two people stood outside. And they were like, oh, they must be waiting for someone to come out. Yeah. And there was like, because they were waiting there for ages and we walked past them. It was this place in Soho, and uh, we went to like Patagonia and looked at a few other shops, the Supreme and that, uh, Flight Club, all the, all those sort of things. And then we walked back to go to another store, and we walked past the same place, and there was like two more people. And we're right. like, it's Fashion Week. Yeah. You know that there's people around, right. like celebrities. It's got to be someone. So we were like, there's another shop back the way that we've just come from. We'll go to this the shop first and we'll go yeah, back this right, way yeah. so we went there like i think it was adidas or something um there and then when we were walking back there was like three more people and we we're like we may as well yeah. wait yeah. so we waited for a little bit got to the half an hour point and we're like right no one's coming should we go and we we're literally umming and ahhing about whether or not to go or not and i was like right well however we'll go i turn around like literally like this far from my face, I turn around to go and this massive Escalade pulls up mm. and Kendall Jenner comes out and she walks past us and I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck That's is crazy. going on here? Like yeah. she had this massive coat. She looked like Arsene Wenger, like a foot and long puffer jacket. Yeah. And I was like, what is going on? She walked past us, went into, um, went into this hotel and me and my mates were looking at each other and were like, has that just happened? Was that who I yeah, think it was? Yeah. Obviously, these people weren't waiting to see her, so I was like... Yeah, someone's it, inside. It's someone. Mm. So what should we do? So we waited that little bit longer, and obviously words got out that Kendall Jenner has been mm-hmm. at this this location. And oh, hordes people. of people, hordes of people started coming. We were stood, like, right at the door next to these people who were, like, obviously massive fans. And... uh we're like right at the front and all of these people are like the scaffolding and people are like hanging off the scaffolding to see who it is and they're just waiting and waiting. And like these Escalades pull up like a fleet of cards, yeah. pull up and they just stop and we're waiting and waiting. And we're like, who's it going to be? And I'm like, it's going to be Kanye. It's got to be. He's here for fashion week. Kendall Jenner's just walked in. Yeah, It can't be. And this must be where they're staying. Cause I remember, <clears throat> I remember reading an article and 
this was the specific hotel that they always stay at. Man. And I was just stood there. And all of a sudden, I realized that the person that stood next to us, who's been stood there for longer than we have, has got vinyls in a bag. Like original yeah, yeah. originals of the al- albums that whoever it is have brought out. And I'm like, it's Kanye. I'm saying it to my mates, it is. It's him. And then my other mates, like, it's got to be. My other mates, not really like into fashion that much. But he, at the time, he obviously was loving it because, like, I've got to say, a lot of different pieces of design and stuff. Mm. Um, and he's into skating and that. So we were just stood there and all of a sudden he just comes out of the door and everyone, all the lights flashing, cameras are out, everyone's screaming and nothing. We're like, we're, we sound like schoolgirls. We're like, <laughs> we're like screaming. We're like, no way and all that sort of thing. And I had me Yeezys on and I was stood there and I was just in shock because he was there. And he was like, the person who had the vinyls and I obviously must know him. Like they've, they've, they must have done it before. And he was like, just have a normal conversation with him. Like, oh, how's your mother and all that. And oh, shit. just like Whoa. general chat. Do you know what I mean? Like, like a proper fan. Wow. And, and Kanye was saying those sort of things to him because he was like, can you sign these? I'm like, yeah. And he was signing them and they were just having general conversation. And he was like, I'll see you later. And that, and then he ended up just walking and getting into this Escalade. And I was just in that much shock. And I think yeah. one my one regret was Not that I didn't get him to sign my yeah. Yeezys. Yeah. And I was just, it was just, uh, that was like the the pinnacle of Imagine how much those my midweek in New York. After he signed. Yeah. And they're like, they're one of the hardest colorways to get now as well. It's the three, 350 V1 Moonrock right. colorway, which is like, like a light gray. And I just... I kick myself every time thinking about it. So did you not speak to him or anything? No, no, mate, I was fucking screaming in the corner. Uh. <laughs> me, me, us three were just like, nah. No, I've, I've got. To, I'll show you a video of it. Like, oh yeah, I'll try and find it. Or I'll, I'll oh. do it. I'll do it at the end anyway. But, mate, it was mad. It was a I mad would time. Love to see him live. Oh mm. yeah, I would as well. I don't really go and see music that often live, but like, it was class. Are you? I've, um, I went to see J. Cole. J. Cole was at Wireless. When was that? This year. See? This summer, yeah. I've seen J. Cole, but I didn't even realise that i seen J. Cole. Because I went uh, in like year eight. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, he, I don't know whether it was Scrim. Scrim, Liam Holiday, Alex Forster. You know, oh, yeah. like those. Yeah, yeah. We went to see, uh, went to see Tiny Temper. And right. J. Cole was the supporting act for him when we were in year oh. eight. Was was like, it Tiny Temper? Like I knew, I knew of him. I knew yeah, of J. Yeah, Cole, yeah. Mm. but I, obviously, yeah. he's he's huge now. So like thinking back, like literally the other day, my mate went to see the my mate from work. He went to see Kendrick, and I was like, you know what? You've just reminded us of. I remember seeing J. Cole. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I just at the time, I just didn't think anything of it. I went to see the weekend Bryson Tiller and the supporting act. It was Lil Uzi Vert. Yo, no. he was singing songs nobody knew what he was singing. Yeah. And so he was just singing and he was like, putting the mic towards, nobody is repeating his words. <laughs> Yo, I was like, who is this kid? Right? Fast Dude. forward like, uh, one year, EXO Total Life, that song. Yeah, yeah. He blows up. And while this guy was jumping on stage and everyone was like, who the fuck's this guy? Mate. Like, it's so mad when you see it. Lil Uzi Vert now is so big now. See, it? that's, those it's are crazy. the stories that get us pumped. Like, yeah. Like I saw if I mention, have you seen yeah. the Travis Scott documentary on Netflix? I saw that scene where he's like, oh, yeah. Mate, he's, I don't know whether it is, 2015, 2014, he's doing a concert 
for like 15 people. Yeah. And he's like, he's obviously trying to get them pumped up on that in the crowd, but there's 15 people there and they're enjoying his music, but there's 15 yeah. people. Yeah. And then fast forward to whenever it was and he stood in front of thousands or like a couple of thousand of people. It's massive to, to see the, the rise and yeah, the crew yeah. and the difference from what he's done. It's great. Like, from 15 people to like what? 15 people dying at his concert? I mean, that's pretty oh, much it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> We're getting into another conversation here. And we've just spoke about one of his good friends, Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> that music's wild like that. You, you need oh, one man. song to pop off. Yeah. And oh, then, yeah. Especially yeah. with TikTok at the minute. Yeah. That's one of the bad things about TikTok as well. Like, you could literally bring out any song and it could be played millions yeah. of times yeah just because someone's watched it loads yeah and it gets used for like tiktok videos like yeah music gets used for like all kinds mm -hmm. of videos i think it was like chris brown's under the influence came out like three years ago and it's still yeah and it's like popping now yeah it's massive he's got a under the influence tour that he's going on <laughs> jeez i think next year but that song came out like three years ago yeah yeah how does that make sense why didn't it pop off the algorithm song this year yeah it's because of TikTok. Just because of TikTok. Because it was That's trendy. crazy, man. That's powerful. It is really powerful. That's why it's such a such a massive thing now, especially when we're speaking about social media. Like although it is a lot, you're sort of missing out not doing yeah. not being there. Yeah. I mean you can still do it. Obviously, like there'll there'll be brands or companies or people, influencers that won't be on those sort of platforms because of their views and stuff but yeah if you have if you have like a if you have the option to do it why wouldn't you yeah, yeah. you know what I mean it doesn't take much to post anyway no I mean I suppose it depends what you're going to be posting <laughs> yeah I mean with TikTok it's like little clips anyway and yeah, yeah, like, yeah and you can do more. it you can you can do it on your phone yeah exactly. easily yourself yeah. but like like my mate adult he's like obviously he's doing professionally like like this he's got his cameras he's got all sorts specifically for tiktok mm. we still post yeah. on tiktok yeah some of the clips i've seen some of your reels and stuff as well yeah just getting it using all the platforms bro yeah but we always say it takes one clip to oh it does one. yeah 100 yeah. yeah. that's all it is that's all it takes like little Lucy just needed one song. The next thing you know, everyone's Mate, coming. I'm telling you right. I don't know what time All it is now. my friends are dead. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what time it is now, right? But I've got... I could speak so much about all sorts of shite. I'm telling you. Right. I, I was looking at the time. How long has it been? Like two and a half hours, isn't it? Nah, one and a half. One and a half. But, right. I'll, I'll come on again. And I've got some yeah. fucking mad stories that I could tell you. Yeah. That, I mean, I'm not... I'm no Logan Paul. But... Crazy stories. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll give you like a little inkling into one of them. Basically, when I was training for the European Championships, right, with Charwin and stuff at Ace mm -hmm. MMA, end the fight camp, go over to Italy to fight, and at the time, I've I've just had my first loss in my career, in my fighting career. So I was four zero at the time. I was high in the ranks and my weight class. Um, and I was like out as one of the prospects, so to speak, to be like something big within MMA. Yeah. Um, and at the time, got to Rome, starting to train and stuff to get ready for fighting. And basically what you've got to do in the IMAFs is 
you've got to you've got to win every morning. You're fighting in in a category against people from every country. Mm. There might be like I don't know. There might be like twenty, thirty of you in one category. So you right. fight every day till it gets down to those last people. Yeah. So you need to make oh, weight every shit. day. Right. Okay. You need to make weight every day. You need to be eating properly. You need to be not injured. So you need you're to fight every day. Yeah. So if you want to be, if you want the gold medal, you're fighting every day. Yeah. Every day. They've got a juniors and a and a, like a more mature mm-hmm. one, and I was in like the the older one, um, and at the time I've just come off a defeat from uh, a Dagestani guy wrestling, and <clears throat> I'd started training with a wrestling coach just for him. Right. Yeah, and I'd I'd sparred with him as well. Um, that, that's a massive story as well, but I'll delve into that another time. Mebbies. Dagestani fighter. Yeah. So I ended up fighting him. It was a, it was probably one of the hardest fights I've ever had, but, but it was class. There was a guy called Magdi Gairev, or Gareev, um, and he fights out of Manchester top team now. Uh, but like at the time, I was like, I'm going to beat him. Yeah. I know, I know I'm beating him because I've sparred with him before. Mm-hmm. And um, I give him a hard time with my stand-up. Get to the fight and... It's completely changed. His, his stand-up's completely changed. Right. His stance is different. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? So I get beat off him. He just wrestle fucks us for the foot and for about maybe three rounds. Like After the second round, obviously I'm still there. I'm, I'm giving him as good as he's given me mm-hmm. as well. But um, he gets us to the ground and I just don't have the answers that he's got. So my coach who's in my corner, Chris Thurkle, who's like, one of the best people in the north for wrestling MMA. He's having to teach me how to get out of scenarios right. in that fight. So he's basically telling us stuff, and I'm having to just Wild, fucking yeah. get out of it. After that fight, I just go in on that on training with him because I know yeah, yeah. that I'm going to be training against these Russians in this yeah. European yeah. Championship. So I go in. And I fight, I win my first fight by guillotine, first 38 seconds or something like that. And then I need to make weight again the next day. And I'm worried about my weight because I don't want to eat too much. But at the same time, I need the energy. All these people in the in the top tiers of this, um, of the rankings of this competition, they're, they're training like they're pro fighters. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're out there sweating. They've got sweatsuits on. It's blistering heat. They've got cling film around themselves, all sorts of stuff like also, that. So they don't put on weight. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. But like their training is if they're pro fighters, but it's an amateur. It's an amateur right. competition. Right. Yeah. So the people who are at that top tier yeah. of the rankings, they're basically pro fighters. So they're doing that, whereas I'm like I'm worrying about how much I'm eating, so much so that the next day comes, I wake up, and if I wanted to. Like if I was able to, I could have gone in the lower weight category, right? Because I've not ate as much. So then I'm like, oh, so I can I can eat a little bit more. Anyway, I get to this next fight, thinking, oh, I'm gonna go through all these. I'm gonna get this medal. Doesn't work like that. There's fucking levels to this game. Yeah. There's levels to all of this. Um, and I get beat, uh, by, by this guy who was who's a black belt. You so saw it's an amateur, amateur competition. But you've got people at that level yeah, fighting. Still... So like, I'm I'm blue belt. Oh, I'm I'm just about to get my blue belt at the time, 
and he uh, he he's obviously a lot more versed in grappling yeah. than I am. But my stand up's better, and he knows that because everyone who's there has looked at everyone in their category. Yeah, of course, he knows that my stand up's good. Mm-hmm. So I go in, and he takes us down. Anyway, I get beat, and I'm gutted. Obviously, obviously, I wanted the medal. I wanted to come home. I've got all these sponsors and. Yeah, my head's all over the place but at the end of the day I've lost and it is what it is I won my first one we go out and we do it again turns out the guy I was on about before the guy who has the black tape project he's called Joel Joel Alvarez and he's got the Paradise Challenge he's in Italy and Stephen tells him he's actually just lost his fight Stephen's my brother Mm -hmm. he's just lost his fight Uh, do you want to meet up with us She's like, yeah, come on, meet up with us and we'll we'll drown our sorrows, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So I meet up with them and we go in into the centre of Italy, into the centre of Rome, should I say. Literally one of the best places I've ever been in my life. I would love to go back and I probably will. Um, meet up with him and he's another person who is always doing something, always constantly doing stuff. He's an entrepreneur, he's got this business here, this business here. And another thing that he does as well as taping like models is at the time he started taping supercars right. and he started doing like, um, do you know the gumball rally? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He done, he done some of the supercars for one of the companies there. He done their right. tapes. So he like, right. he'll tape it and stuff. And he's like, we meet up with him. Obviously I'm good. And he's like, ah, oh, forget about it. We'll, we'll, you'll get the win next time sort of thing. And he's like, I've just got a job offer by this person in Ibiza. Do you want to go over to Ibiza and you can help us out doing that? So obviously I'm like, I'm not doing anything else. So yeah, of course I'll do that. I'm not going to tell the details of the rest of this story, mm-hmm. but because I don't know whether or not I can, but next <laughs> time, next time I have you on, oh yeah, you have us on. I'll tell you some of the details. Basically we end up in this situation where we're with this, we're, we're, <laughs> We're with this person who's well connected with like fucking Chechen warlords and stuff and like like did you know yeah, like yeah, like yeah. Putin and stuff. Yeah, mm. elite of the elite. Yes. Yeah. We end up in like like this, like sat right next to this person having conversations and stuff with that sort of person. And some of the stuff that was said or has been said in that that no night yeah. or that few days was just absolutely <laughs> ridiculous like it's just stuff that just you don't hear you don't hear those sort yeah. of things and not seriously anyway and it's a story I, I tell some people and my brother does as well and like we end up in these sort of predicaments all the time and my brother ends up in them especially with people like Joel and stuff the the network that they've got is huge um but yeah that'll that'll have to be left for another time unfortunately it's crazy how all of that happened after you coming off a loss and then one thing, like, yeah. made or it, like it's literally life is just like a, don- a domino effect. Yeah. And I think I was I was speaking to someone in my workplace the other day, um, and they were saying basically like because they're in their twenties. I've heard people say it before, but like I've never really thought about it for myself. They say like she was saying she's in her twenties. She doesn't want to say no to anything. She just mm-hmm. wants to do yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah all these different things, which. I'm like as well, but I don't say it like, I'll not say no to anything, do you know what I mean? But yeah. like, if I can be in a situation where, well, look at this, I'm sat here doing a podcast with you, do you know yeah. what I mean? 
yeah, you're, you're my mate and I've known you for a while, but like we can come and have a conversation about anything yeah, and like for sure. it could go on to whatever or like it'll get posted and I've I've done a podcast this week or last week I was uh, I was speaking to Adol and I was talking about potentially going to the Fury fight last weekend with him to work mm -hmm. on that. Do you know what I mean? All these sort of things just randomly happen because they 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 show themselves to you. Yeah. And so many yeah. people probably in their life are like, nah. Nah. Yeah. Nah, but I'm yeah. I'm like... Because you never know one thing could lead to so many other things that yeah. you never even thought of. Exactly. Like, you would have never thought of going to IB for, like, that no. opportunity. That would have <laughs> no. never crossed your mind. No. So then, like, Not that's at all. Me, that's, that's so crazy. Is it, 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 honestly, like, I just feel like... If you if you're ever in that sort of predicament where you think should I do it, just do it. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you've got one life to live. Yeah. And yeah. you don't know what's going to come out of it. Exactly. Might be bad. Might be good. If it's bad, so what? Then you learn. From yeah, it. you it's learn much from better, it. Like um, um, doing it first and then worry about the problem after. But people worry about problems before <laughs> yeah. it becomes a problem. Yeah. Like the IB thing, somebody could have been like, oh, I don't know about this. I don't know about the job. I don't know about the time. And they worry about all these problems, but you haven't even done it yet. Yeah, do it exactly. first and then worry about. That's, I mean, after, I've, I've, I'm not gonna lie; I fall victim of that myself. I think everyone does. Yeah, of course. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is, it is what it is, and it like, if I'm, like, you asking us to do this podcast, of course I'm gonna come and do it. It's gonna help you, and also, I haven't seen you in a long time, mm -hmm. and also, yeah. like, just come and speak about stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's class, but I. I could. There's. A, that's just a small. That's just a small thing of things the that have. Kind of shit you would have talked about. I I have not seen my brother speechless many times in my life, yeah. and he's not the sort of person that gets speechless. But he was like, he was shocked. Not shocked. Not shocked in a way where he was like, oh my god. Shocked in a way where he's the sort of person that will be like. He'll pick at someone and he'll try and find out what he wants to find out. Right, you know what I mean? You're right. trying yeah. to get us to tell you, but I can't tell you. <laughs> Come next time and then tell. But I yeah, it... I end up in all these sort of different predicaments, like, and it's it's because of like my brother and his network. That's it. It's, it's massive. Like my whole thing with life now is like I want to. I love networking. Mm -hmm. I love it because you can go and you can just. You don't know who you're gonna be with. Yeah, like right now, we're yeah. speaking. I've not met you before, but I've yeah. know I know of you. Yeah. But like, let's say down the line, like a couple of weeks down the line, I might bump into someone that I know, and they tell us, "Oh, I'm doing this," and I'm like, "Oh, you know what? I've got this friend who's got a podcast. You should go on there and speak to them about yeah. that." It's the same yeah. way as like I was yeah, gonna yeah. tell you about Charwin and stuff. Yeah. Like, it it doesn't make sense to hold back on those sort yeah. of things because at the end of the day, we're all just really helping yeah, each other exactly. all yeah, yeah. Exactly. so everything's connected yeah massively it's a small world i keep saying it that. really is i have ended up working for this company focus right and uh i've spoken to my cousins for a while because they live down london working for a few different things uh one of my cousins is like the head of brand partnerships for versus i don't know whether or not you've heard of versus it's basically like uh it's rooted within like ethnic minorities within sport and football it's it's very football driven right not just with football but like with fashion and stuff as well so like when someone like raheem sterling or something will 
do like I don't know a collaboration with a brand or mm-hmm. anyway stuff like that. I've spoke to him about getting this new job, and then I was saying like, oh, you should potentially get in with this company because we're going to be doing some interesting things with some of the brands that we've got that suit well with your role right. in what you're doing. Turns out they're already in conversation. So I go in there, start this job, and I was like, oh, uh, my cousin works for this thing, and we've got this brand, and it'll be class to, to potentially like connect these yeah, two together yeah. so you can do some work. And then the last was like, oh, okay, like just send us the details and let us know who he is, sort of thing. And she was like, oh, does he work for Versus? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, what's his name? I was like, oh, it's Johnny. She was like, we're actually already uh, in talks with him for doing some things for this brand. And I was like, well, yeah, it's, it is what it is, small world. <laughs> but like having a massive, massive network or constantly growing your network is class. Yeah, you can only it's help important. You in the future. Yeah. So. Aye. Yeah. On that note, shall we end it there? Yeah, we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, though. I really appreciate oh, it. I appreciate you having us. It's been good to speak to you. It's been a great catch up, man. But yeah, hope Lord. you guys have enjoyed the podcast. Thanks for listening. Thank All you. Right. Tune in Peace. Next time. Peace. <laughs> Hi, guys. I uh, hope you like the podcast. Uh, just wanted to quickly let you know if you can just like and subscribe. And if you can also share it to other people, we'd really appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks.